0: and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Kristen, and I'm so excited. Today we have a guest on that's going to talk to us about three easy steps to discover our God-given gifts and how we can turn those gifts into a coaching business, an online coaching business, so that if our goal is to stay at home or have flexibility of time and income, we can do that, whether we have little kids at home or whether we're in the next season. So I cannot wait to share this episode with you today. Hi, and welcome to Make Beautiful Things podcast. I created this podcast so that I can help you step into your God-given purpose, monetize your gifts through an online business, and help you create consistent income and have more impact in your home and in the world. Hi, I'm your host, Kristen. I am a encourager and faith-led entrepreneur that has a heart to encourage and uplift other people in their businesses and at home. If you are ready to grow your business so you'll have more impact in the world and you'll be following the purpose that's been put upon your life, then grab your notebook and pen and let's get going. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome my friend, Cami Wilkie. We have recently, or met a couple months ago, in in an amazing mastermind for podcasters that we were doing. And I just feel so fortunate and blessed to have met her. She is just a firecracker and such... So much goodness in her. And so uh, let me introduce you to her real quick. Cammie is a faith-based business coach and host of the Bibles, Babies, and Business Podcast. She is on a mission to help Christian moms learn how to start and grow a successful coaching business so they can quit their nine-to-five job, make money online, and stay home with their kids. And I am so passionate about this area as well because I've had several businesses while my kids have been growing up. And one of the reasons I started those businesses was so that I could be home and have that flexibility of time to be working in my home and pick them up from school or pick them up from sports, you know, but be available to my family. So I'm really excited that, Kimmy, you're helping women in in this way and the impact you're having in so many homes. So welcome to the show.
1: Oh, Kristen, thank you so much. It's so fun to be here. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, that is a massive passion of mine. It's something that just like stirs my heart so much, probably because I, myself, I had a stay at home mom who, uh, my, my parents ran a business and my dad was the, the CEO and president. My mom was the vice president. Um, so I mean, literally it was like a, like a power couple, a duo, but it allowed my mom to be home. And I just remember the impact that that had on my childhood on not only me, but my siblings, the positive impact that it had. And I wanted to kind of replicate that in my own children. And so the Lord is so good in the way that he was just He faithfully gave me that that passion, that dream, but also the the know-how to how to make it come to reality, Um, not only in my life through online business, but then going and teaching that to other women who want to be home with their kids.
0: It's so good. And actually, I have a similar story. My mom worked from home as well, had several businesses. They weren't so much online. She used to do art shows, like juried art shows. But she's also an artist, she's a book author, she's a professional, you know, professional paintings that she sells and things. So even close to 80, she is, you know, a creative entrepreneur, if you will, but she always stayed home with us. And we we're really fortunate to have that, you know, that for her to be able to do that. And I've actually worked full time outside of the home for a short period of time. And then the rest of the time I've been home. So I was fortunate, but the same thing, I felt like I can always go back and get a corporate job, but I can't make up this time. And so it's just so good, you know, that you're able to show women how to do this and be able to be home with their kids.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, when you mentioned time, like time is like that one resource that we don't get back. Mm -hmm. And although the Lord stands outside of time, uh, he's not confined or limited by it humans are, and we really want to make the most of this time. And, and, you know, the thing that is passionate, that is my passion and desire is not necessarily the passion and desire of every mother. I don't think that you have to be staying right. at home in order to, um, be a what quote unquote good mom or no, nothing like that. But, um, it was, it was a desire that the Lord laid on my heart. And I know that it's a desire he lays on many women's hearts and, and he's so good in making a way for us to be able to do that.
0: Well, before we jump into the topic today, which I'm so excited about, because cami's going to talk to us about how do we discover our God-given gifts? And then how do we turn that into a profitable coaching business? But before we do, is there anything else that you want to share with us just about your journey in this, like you said, this, this mission that God's kind of put on or this purpose he's put on your heart?
1: For sure. So I'll kind of just give you like a little quick two minute rundown, you know, fit a long story into a Uh, 60 seconds or so, um, just to kind of give you some context of like, how did I get here? So in 2018, I graduated from college. And then two weeks later, we got married. So like my mother who planned the wedding was like, oh my goodness, child, like (laughs) what are like, it was just back to back to back events. The day after we got married, we went on our honeymoon. We came back. Lucas is a very calculated man. He's an engineer. He's very planned. He's got a spreadsheet for everything. And of course." Much like that, he had his job lined up and he was day one of his career the day after we landed from our honeymoon. Just putting that into context there of the fact that I was very much quite the opposite. I had graduated with a nutrition and dietetics degree because I had thought at one point that I was going to be a dietitian. I had actually gone to four different colleges, which is a story in and of its own. But this just kind of all goes to show you that I was not calculated. I was not planned out and Thank the Lord that my husband was because it gave me a little bit of stability, um, a launch platform to kind of leap off of. But I came home from our honeymoon, like like the highlight, this this euphoria to all of a sudden reality hitting of we're living in this very itty bitty little apartment. We have no money coming in and I don't have a job. And so I, I started interviewing and looking for what I thought at that time was my dream job, which I thought maybe, maybe some corporate wellness and man, oh man, did I go out there and I just really hit the ground running and it didn't matter what I did. Nothing came about. And so I finally um, just took a a job that just at least brought something in. It certainly was not my dream job. It certainly wasn't something that lit me up or anything. But it allowed me to you know bring some money in, and after working that job for several months and not finding my dream job, I decided I'm just going to go ahead and create it let's just let's just create it. I, I come from an entrepreneurial family, you know, both my grandfather's entrepreneurs, my father, like, and I was like, you know what, why not? Let, let's just go ahead and let's do it. So I did. I, and I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew that I knew a heck of a lot about fitness and a heck of a lot about nutrition. And I could go out there and help other people reach their fitness and nutrition goals. And so that's how I actually started as a coach. It was not business. It was fitness. And mm-hmm. I started just throwing up random content on Instagram. Again, it wasn't calculated. It wasn't organized or anything like that. And it showed, um, but the Lord was faithful in my obedient steps, even though they were messy. And he eventually got me in line with a business coach. And within, um, I believe it was, uh, it was eight months. It was eight months from day one of starting, you know, just putting out content that I was able to go full-time in my coaching business. Now I will say that that was partly because I was making next to nothing in my other job. So it was very quickly financially profitable for me to go full time in my business. But again, the Lord is just faithful. And so, um, I, I, I was a fitness coach for over a year pandemic hit. Um, the Lord gave me a message that I was to now shift from fitness into business because at that time of the pandemic, a lot of people were being furloughed from their their in person jobs. And there was this wave of coaches that came online because they weren't able to work in their corporate setting. You know, it right. was the very beginning of the pandemic where people were not quite sure, you know, are we going to work from home a long time? And so the Lord gave me a message at that point Cami, go and teach them what you know and do it from a biblical perspective. So that's how I evolved from a fitness coach into a faith based or Christian, if you will, Christian business coach.
0: Oh my gosh that's so good and first of all I so align with you because my husband's an engineer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah and so I'm definitely more the adventurer kind of, you know, like I did the podcast episode today about shiny objects, right? So I have to I have to caution myself like lots of other people and kind of hold the reins steady. So he would definitely say that I more match with you which is I just do it messy and try it and it's not as planned out as as him. So I I thought that was kind of funny actually. But I, um, love
1: that. I love that. See, yeah. see there, there's like similarities there. Always, always. I love
0: it. So, oh my gosh, so good. All right. So let's dive into that because it's amazing. And I love that, you know, you learned it through doing the fitness right on Instagram. But now, of course, you were able to pivot that into a business to help other women start their online business or coaching businesses.
1: Right. Right, absolutely. So, um, again, I, I pivoted around the time of the pandemic. It was it was in late 2020, you know. It took a hot minute for me to really get this revelation into my mind that I was actually going to pivot because I didn't go to school for business. Um, and I was watching a sermon this morning that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And that's so yep. true in my story. Um, so yeah, that that was that's how I made that, that pivot and that shift. And what I didn't know at the time is that Lucas and I were going to experience um, infertility. And so this dream that I had on my heart of being a mother, all of a sudden was like amplified times a hundred. And it became even more important to me that when that season did come of us having children that I was home for it, which again is not the desire of every woman that's totally okay, but it was my desire. And so it's so cool to me to look back and see all the different ways that the Lord was weaving this business Mm -hmm. into play because he knew what was coming up on the horizon and kind of, you know, going into what we're going to talk about today and using your God-given gifts to start a profitable online coaching business. Um, everybody has a gift. And that's what I love about the coaching space is that this isn't just for people with degrees. This isn't just for people who can teach other people how to go into the gym and and do a weight. Like there are coaches that can teach you anything, anything. There are people that have like massively like seven figure coaching companies or just companies that are centered around organizing. So if you have the gift of organizing, like there is a space for you here. And that's what I love about the coaching space. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'll kind of, um, but yeah, I, that's what I love about the coaching space is you don't have to have a certain degree in order to not only be profitable, but be impactful here. 100%. It's so important. And like you said, there really are coaches
0: for everything. And I think the important thing to, to mention there is, it is, it's about someone just wants, you, they want, they're trying to get help from you, right? Mm-hmm. To move them along with the information knowledge you have or your system the process, whatever it is, from where you're at to what you're trying to accomplish, right? So a coach is just moving you through the steps. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it could be minds, it could be mindset work. It could be actual physical work, like cleaning out your house. It could be a system. It could be getting your kids You know, more structured with their, you know, schooling. It can be so many things that, like you said, there there really is coaches for everything now, which is pretty phenomenal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, what I brought today is I'm all about practicals. I I, I'm here for like, you know, (laughs) ethereal. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know, very like, um, you know, floaty ideas. I'm here for those, but I also like make it practical for me. So, um, I brought three practical steps, if you will, to really discover what your God given gifts are, which is way more simple than you think. Praise the Lord. Like he doesn't make it complicated so Mm -hmm. that you can really understand like, what is that thing that you really could go and turn into a profitable Mm -hmm. online coaching business. Um, and if it's okay with you, Kristen, um, this, this all starts and is based upon um, a Bible verse. And, um, I am a Christian business coach. I I know that you are a woman of faith as well. If, If I could start with that Bible verse to kind of kick us off on these three steps, that would be wonderful. Love it. So this comes from Romans 12, six through eight. And it says in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach. Well, if your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. What I want to really highlight in this verse is when it says, if you are a teacher, teach well. And the reason why I want to emphasize that is because all coaching is, is teaching. Now, I certainly do not think of myself as a teacher, both my mother and my mother-in-law, have their master's degree in teaching. I am not a teacher and yet I teach people all coaching is, is a very, uh, practical form of teaching. So even if you do not have a degree, you can still coach. And so, you know, earlier in this verse, it says, God has given us each of us, everybody has a gift for doing certain things well. And so really that's where practical step number one comes into play. I'm going to ask you, what are you really good at? What comes naturally to you? So this is not something that you have to go out and learn. This is not something that you have to go out and have somebody else teach you how to do it before you can teach others. This is something that you are already very, very good at. What are you an expert in? Um, I want you to get out, a, and maybe if your listeners have a, are, are sitting down, not driving, of course, um, if they have a blank piece of paper and they can take a few minutes and just jot things down, maybe even pause us here on the podcast for a second, just write a few things down. What are you naturally good at? Just brainstorm and don't hold anything back. Nothing is... Too big and nothing is too small. Just some examples here. Maybe you're really good at organizing or or homeschooling or gardening. Maybe you are you have a rock star marriage. Do you know how many people would pay you to teach them how to have a rock star marriage? Um, or or homemaking or public speaking, whatever it is that you do really well, write it down. And if you think that you don't have any gifts, like think again because the Lord's word which is always true, says that you have, you have a gift and he's already given it to you. So that's really practical. Step number one is what are you good at? And just write it down in a brainstormed list.
0: hundred percent. I talk about this topic throughout the year because to me, it's huge. You know, I talk a lot about where's your intersection, you know, where's your intersection of your gifts and your skills, your talents, you know, the things people tell you you're good at, because here's the thing. A lot of everyone else usually knows what our gifts are. Even if it's not obvious to us because Mm -hmm. the things come so easy to us. Right. And so sometimes if we really are having a block, we need to go ask people like, what do you think I'm good at? And you'll be shocked. Like if you're married, ask your husband, ask your friends, ask your siblings, your parents, but you know, a lot of times we know, but we don't realize it's a gift. We don't Mm -hmm. realize it it comes so naturally to us. So sometimes we don't give ourselves credit for the gift that we were given.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, going back to what you were saying, it it becomes so naturally to us or so easy to us that that we may even think that it comes so easy to other people. That's right. When that's not necessarily true. And again, no gift is too small to glorify the Lord with or to start a business out of. So that kind of leads me into practical step number two. So first one, what are you good at? Write it out, brainstorm. Um, The second thing is which of these gifts can you teach to another person? Which of these things could you sit down in maybe a one hour, and you know you can refine it over time, of course. But really sit down and think, okay, how would I teach another person to improve their marriage? How would I do that? If I if I have a, a rock star marriage and it feels like it comes naturally to me, I promise it doesn't. It's not natural. You're being intentional about it, whether you realize or not. Like yeah. love is an action. You're doing some sort of action. Really Sorry. sit down and kind of dissect, like. What am I doing that is that makes this so easy to me? Yes, this is a gift, but how could I teach this to another person and at this point, you know you're looking at this list and you're starting to you, it will start to come naturally to you of okay, I could definitely teach somebody how to do that. I probably couldn't teach somebody how to do that. It's a gift of mine, but but things will start to naturally be weeded out in this process of what you could replicate and teach another person. so look at this list again, what could you teach? to another person. What do people ask you for help with all the time? Right. Before I became a fitness coach, people were asking me, can you help me with my nutrition? Before I even knew I was going to become a coach, people were like, can you help me with my workouts in the gym? That was something that people were like, It was like the Lord just like whispering it in my ear before I ever even knew what was going to happen. What do people ask you for help with? What do you see other people struggling with that in your head? You're like, man, if they would just tweak this, that, and the other, that would really go a lot smoother for them. Yeah. What is that for you? That's practical step number two. Again, these are really, they're meant to be simple steps for you to really start to, uh, not only brainstorm, but dream about, man, I really could, like start a really incredible business all around, like organizing. There are TV shows of people helping other people organize. You can definitely create an amazing coaching like program out of it. So that's step number two. What of these gifts? Can you teach to another person? What do people ask you for help with all the time? What are you see other people struggling with that? You're like, man, I could really help them.
0: Oh, it's so true. And I think, uh, so many people, you know, especially in the last year or two that I've talked to or I've done, you know, maybe a coaching session with, or I was just in groups with, they, they make it more complicated than this because they literally start, they, I mean, they kind of freak out and go, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I don't know if I could do it. I'm not sure how I'd do it. And they get worried about the details. They get worried about all the tech, about all the, instead of just, well, what would you happen if you just showed up and tried? Mm-hmm. Like literally, you didn't even have to charge anybody, right? If you're just going to try it, but right. just show up and do it. It can be in person, it can be online. But can you just actually just, uh, you know, commit to doing it? Like to try, like the thing that you're saying. Could I teach this? You probably can, but a lot of times we have that doubt, right? That self doubt kind of creeps in.
1: Right. And I think that, uh, the spirit of perfectionism, which I believe is a tool of the enemy really comes into play and tries to make us feel like, man, if you don't have it all figured out yet, you can't even start. And I mean, might I remind you, I am not a perfect person. And my story was the definition of messy. Uh, and it still all is turning out. Okay. You don't have to have it all figured out. And like Kristen was saying, just try it. Like you don't even have to charge the person at first. Now, please don't stay in that boat because undercharging or not charging at all is quickly a downfall of many coaches. But if you are like on day one and you're like, man, I just wonder, I just wonder if I could teach another person how to organize their pantry, try it, try it with your mom, try it with your friend. Just say, Hey, can I try something completely for free? And what you're going to get out of it is a completely organized pantry. Can I just try and teach you this? Cause I want to try and figure something out for myself. They're going to be like, absolutely. You can come clean my house <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or teach me how to clean my house. So just try it like, like, and again, you don't even have to charge it for it yet. You will please don't stay there too long, but it doesn't have to be organized in the beginning. It can be messy. The Lord factored in all of your mistakes, all of your mishaps, all of your messiness. Mm -hmm. All of that was factored in when he gave you the dream to start the business, that tug on your heart, if you will. So. That really leads me to the the third practical step. Now, this part, this is going to take some faith, and this is probably one of the least of the practical steps, only because when I think practical, I think of something that I can physically do, where I can hold in my hand, something that's very tangible. Mm -hmm. Um, But what we also have to remember in this process is that we have to be partnered with the Lord, and that requires faith, and faith is is believing in something that is not 100% clear yet because if it was clear if we had total clarity it would require no faith. So this third step is going to require you to get out of your comfort zone um, and I challenge you to embrace that rather than run from it. So you have this list, you've brainstormed things that you do really well and you've maybe even highlighted, crossed it out, you know, circled certain things. This this mess this paper at this point might be looking a little bit like like a, a Whole bunch of colors going on, and that's okay because at this point you you've also started weeding out what you would want to teach to another person, what you maybe would want to put back on the shelf. Um, at this point, I want you to now pray over this list and ask the Lord for wisdom on which of these gifts is He wanting you to teach another person and to create into a business. Now, again, I told you that this one's a little less tangible because. It's requiring faith. And that's kind of the point. We don't want to have a business that's only built upon strategy and and no faith. On the flip side, we don't want to have a business that is only faith and no action. We know that faith without works or faith without action is dead. And So I want you to really combine these together. You've done the action steps. Now pray over this list and ask God for wisdom of, God, what do you want me to do with this? Like, which of these gifts make it jump out at me? Give me confirmation. Wild things happen when you ask the Lord for confirmation for things. Mm -hmm. What is, what is the thing that you want me to do in this business? Um, James one five says that God's God will grant people wisdom to those who ask. So which of these gifts can I bring you glory Lord, and also make an impact and make a profit For my family and for your kingdom.
0: Oh, so good. Yeah. I think you're right because, you know, how many I have so many, I've heard so many stories um, from friends or, you know, people that I, you know, mentors of mine, you know, that are um, Christian entrepreneurs. And they say like they prayed on certain things and, you know, one of their friends or something happened in their life where they were given confirmation, right? With something that they didn't speak it to the person yet, but they were praying on it. And then, you know, someone that they knew, so someone they knew closely or someone they trusted, you know, kind of informed something in their life that they, it gave them that direction, or that confirmation that you're talking about. So I think, I think that is really important. And I think it is easy sometimes to, you know, get either not get to that point or get to that point, but then keep being unsure, even if there's signs, like even if there's indicators um, that maybe that's the direction we're being uh, called to.
1: Right. Absolutely. And just to kind of give, maybe, maybe there's a listener here that's like, I've never in my life asked God for confirmation for anything. What is this even potentially going to look like? Well, first of all, let's not put God in a box because he could speak in a, in a variety of ways. But the important thing is to know that he is going to speak to you in a way that you can't miss it. And if I could just give a quick little story, just so that somebody could see that, like, okay, this is actually real. Like this could actually happen for me. Um, I was, I I was in a season of my business where I I already knew I was a business coach, um, but there was a pivot that was going to happen in my business. And the Lord was calling me to go evergreen, which is just a fancy way of saying, um, well, lots of different things, what I found out later. But evergreen just means a fancy way of saying that you create a piece of content that lives online forever and you create it once and you can either gain profit off of it forever, or you can, you know, continually be reaching people. Okay. That, that's, that's all it is. And so I, I really felt like the Lord was telling me, Cami, it's time for you to go evergreen, which was the beginning of what is now the podcast. But I wasn't sure. I was so hesitant. Maybe the way that some listeners are like, is God actually calling me to start the business or is he not? And I was talking with my good friend, um, Sally, who is also a Christian business owner online. And she said to me, you no, know, Cami, sometimes the Lord will give you confirmation after you take the step. Take the step of faith first, and let the Lord tell you if it's the right, dis, like right direction or not. And so I said, you know what? Okay. So uh, the, I said, you know what? Okay, okay, God, I will, I will. I don't know what evergreen means. I didn't know at the time, uh, but whatever it is, I'll do it. I, I'm not really sure if this is really what you're calling me to do, but I'll do it. Well, um, the next day, I was leaving our the home that my husband and I had just bought, uh, which is a miracle of the Lord all in and of its own, a story for another time. And I was leaving this new town that we were going to buy this house in and I took a wrong turn. And I accidentally got like 10 miles or so outside of this town, um, a small town, Nebraska, gravel road, there's cornfields on both sides. I'm thinking to myself, where in the world am I? And I get to a dead end. I'm like, I've clearly gone the wrong direction. So I turn the truck around and all of a sudden, Kristen, there in probably a 12 foot by 20 foot, sign. Um, it was the side of it. One of those storage bins it had in big, bold letters, evergreen the day after, um, the Lord had told me to go evergreen. And I said, okay, God, I don't know what that means, but okay. And so that was a quite literally the Lord giving me an actual sign of confirmation that I am speaking to you, you may not know, have the whole picture figured out yet, but here's a sign to let you know, you are going in the right direction. So that's what I mean. When you ask God for confirmation, wild things will happen. Oh my gosh. You know? And so
0: I remember even last year I was, I was in part of a, a group, uh, kind of like a mastermind. And, you know, I remember thinking like I was trying to figure everything out, right. You know, some people say like the masculine energy or, you know, the how, 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 Yeah. And what I realized is I kept seeing the visual of like the stepping stones across the river, you know, in my head. And it was like, Mm -hmm. I wanted to figure out every stepping stone to get across the river, you know, but then I kept hearing that message. Like you only need to like get to the next stepping stone. Right. I didn't, in other words, because to your point, we have to take that step in faith. We have to do that first action or, or start the first messy action, if you will, in order to then start seeing the rest of the path, right. Come come forth because it's not going to just be all laid out for us no matter what we're doing. Right. That's just right. not how life like that has been designed. So right. I think that's so important. And I've had some signs like that happen as well, which are very powerful, but definitely not all the time.
1: Right. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, whatever the confirmation is, however, the Lord brings it to you, uh, it will be something that you're not going to miss. And yeah. it may mean nothing to anybody else that whoever dropped that, that tin evergreen, container out in the middle of that field had no idea that that was going to be confirmation for me And to another person that was just another storage container. But for me, it was confirmation. And so the Lord will speak to you in a way that is relevant for you. So. Mm -hmm. So good. So good.
0: Oh my gosh. So, okay. With those tips, what would there be anything you would wrap up with as far as what do we do after that? Like, if we figure that all out, like, is there any tip you would just leave them with as far as like you said, then you step into actually making it into a business. Like, is there anything you, you would add to that piece?
1: Yeah, so, you know, there's there's lots of different steps that a person could take. And I want to kind of preface this with, there's no like perfect next step. There's no next step that like absolutely everybody has to do in the exact order. Otherwise it's not going to work. And I want that to be encouraging because for anybody who's listening, that's a perfectionist and like, I don't want, I don't want to take any step because I don't want to take the wrong step. Just take a step and realize that there is no perfect way of this all coming together, but just know that it is going to come together. So once you have written out your gifts, Once you have kind of narrowed it down to the things that you feel that you really could teach another person, once you have prayed over this list and the Lord has given you wisdom and confirmation. And at this point, you probably know the thing that you're supposed to go out and teach. You may not know how at that point, I would encourage you to really start breaking down. Okay. How would I teach this reverse engineer? What I call a framework with my clients, but reverse engineer How would I teach this? What would be step one for somebody who doesn't know anything about this? Again, I'm going to go back to the marriage thing. If you are just exceptionally good at like having a rock star marriage and you were going to teach that to another person, what would be step one? Take it back to elementary. And I don't mean talk to people like their children, but really like if somebody doesn't know anything, what would be step one? What would be step two? What would be step three? And what you're going to find is you're going to actually be building out a framework in which you could really teach another person. And that alone is something that is just so confident building because you're at the end of it. You're literally looking at a step-by-step process for how you're going to teach another person to do the thing, which is going to end up being the bones of your coaching offer that you end up selling for however much money. It's going to be the the roadmap or the recipe to transformation for your clients.
0: Mm, Absolutely. And here's the good news. It's like anything else in business. It's not going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. That framework, your process, whatever it is you're taking them through, you just start with the best that you can figure out it is. Yeah. And the more people we start working with, right, we start learning or informed as to how we might tweak it a little bit or how we can improve it or, oh, we're missing a step that we didn't mm-hmm. think about till now. So I think that's important to know, too, is you don't have to have this perfect. You're just trying to figure out what are what are the like you said, the framework, but what are the the core right things that you want to go over with people that will give them that same experience that you've already experienced. Right. Or the transformation. Right. I think that's right. so
1: and it's always going to be refined. You know, my process has been refined a million times and probably a million more um, And each time for the better to really yeah. make sure that, that we are creating a really great experience for my client, for our clients, but don't, don't walk into it with that pressure right now. Just, just write down what's step one, what's step two, what's step three of organizing a pantry? How do you do it? What, what do you, what is it that comes so naturally to you and really kind of reverse engineer what you do um, very naturally?
0: Yeah. You know, and so one last thing I'd ask you about this is, is I've heard so many people, even if they're already written, they've written a book or they're a speaker. And of course you have, you don't have to have done any of it. You didn't even have to have a job in this area, but even my point is, is so many people have this lack of self-belief or you know, they don't think like, Oh, I don't know if I could be a coach, even if they know something on a topic. Right. So what, how, what would you just say to them about overcoming that that fear of, you know, like, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, right, to be a coach at anything, even if they did all the things you said, but they still have that self-doubt, you know, that, that limiting belief, like, oh, I'm just not, I'm not able.
1: Yeah. Right. So when my clients come to me with this, because this is something that hits people at, I would say, every level. Of their business, maybe in a different way, but um everybody deals with this in some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm gonna take it back to scripture because in the midst of fear, um, all fear is is a lie of the enemy um, to try and keep you from doing the thing that God's called you to do. Like, like if we just cut it out just plain and dry, that's what fear is. That's what limiting beliefs are, that's what feeling unqualified is. It's a lie that the enemy tells us because he feels threatened about about what would happen if you actually obeyed the Lord. So something about that, I don't know what it is, Kristen, but something about that, when I just phrase it in that way, even in my own mind, it all of a sudden is very just, um, disarming of what fear is. And I can all of a sudden, not that like the fear goes away, but I can all of a sudden just see it for what it is, which is a lie. And once we have kind of disarmed the lie, we have to refill with the truth with the truth is that God doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the called the that the very fact that you feel unqualified is the thing that makes you unqualified i you know I, I did a podcast episode about the story of david how he went out into this field and defeated goliath with a stone and a sling and goliath was armed with all these fancy like weapons at the time weapons of war and and david just walked out there with quite it would be the equivalent of bringing a knife to a gunfight like it nobody's bet was on David. And yet he had victory. And that was because God used him because he was the least likely candidate. Right. Um, the reason why God uses oftentimes what, what we may call the least likely candidate is so that when the victory does happen, there is no question in anybody's mind who the heavenly power was behind it. It's so that right. God can get the glory, not us. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what everything, this whole thing is about in the first place. It's an, of course you want to make money. Of course you want to stay home with your kids. Of course you want to, you know, make an impact in your client's lives and all those things are going to happen. But the big overall picture is to have people look at your testimony, look at your story and be like, that was God. That's the point of it. And so the fact that you feel unqualified is kind of the point.
0: Yeah. Oh, so good. I actually, I've shared this on my, uh, I think this podcast before, but then when I did a devotional podcast as well, but I think it was January or February of this year, I had one of those little signs and I'm only like, bring it up. Cause about what you just said, but basically I was in bed, I was up, it was like six in the morning and my husband was about to get up. Maybe it was five forty-five, and he still has some of the old school alarm clocks. Like he sets his phone, but he also sets an old alarm clock. And I'm going to tell you, out of over 20 plus years, it's always like, you know, just that kind of sound. Well, it came on, he was still sleeping, and it literally came on a man's voice and said, Give God the glory. And it turned right back off. And I was like, What? You know, and so, and I was literally thinking about the podcast and like how I was going to move forward with it and stuff. And I was like, Okay, that was a pretty clear sign. Right. But it was that point of, you know, well, I've always been a, you know, faith-based person, that's been important to me. You know, it has been in the past a struggle for me, like how much of this is going to be more of a Christian focus for me. Obviously it doesn't mean every listener, every person that I work with has to be, uh, you know, a faith-led entrepreneur. But of course, for me, that's an important part of my story. That's an important part of my life. So I had to make sure that it was incorporated into what I'm doing and that I'm saying that to people, right? That this is, This is where, where I come from. This is where, you know, what I'm honoring. And so I only share that because your story, you know, so much made, reminded me of that sign I got from God. So,
1: right. And again, recognize that every single person in the Bible that did a a big thing for the glory of the Lord felt unqualified. So you are in great company. I mean, just, just open up any random page in the Bible and you're going to find somebody that felt unqualified. and. Find comfort in the fact that that's the point because it's not about us. And God is going to bless you in the midst of this. He's going to make sure that your family's taken care of. He's going to, he's going to give you all the wisdom and knowledge that you're needing at the time you need it to carry out this business. But the overall purpose is so that people can look at that and be like, wow, that must be the Lord. Yeah. That's the point.
0: Hmm. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. I love it. All right. Well, Cami, tell us how can uh, people connect with you online, check out your podcast and all the other amazing things you're doing to help women become online business coaches.
1: Absolutely. So my podcast is Bibles, Babies in Business podcast. You can come hang out with me over there, listen to some episodes if you'd like. Um, I'm also on Instagram and that is at Wilkie. I'll just spell that for you because it's kind of a little wonky spelling, but it's C-A-M-I-E dot W-I-L-K-E on Instagram.
0: Oh my gosh. So good today. Thank you so much for pouring into us and to our listeners you know, I think you're doing amazing work. So I'm so glad you shared this with us today. And I hope it will, you know, really have some women step into this new space because like I said, some of the women I've worked with and hope to work with in the future, they're already doing things, but coaching is one of the things they're either doing or they want to step into. So I love it. And just thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me, Kristen. Thanks
0: again for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you could leave an Apple review and rating because it helps other people find us and grow the show. Also, we would love for you to check out the website, kristenfitch.com. You can find out about my creative detours, workshops, or working with me one-on-one with your beautiful One Thing Mentoring Program. So reach out, connect to me. I'd love to speak with you and see how we can connect.